For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey, everybody. We're back with Reverend Michael Hall. Uh, it's been good getting to catch up with Michael all this week. And Michael, as you know, um, youth ministry isn't ministry to students. It's also ministry to parents. Um, and so a question we, we often ask youth workers is, what's something you've done to foster relationships with parents? And I know uh, on Tuesday you talked a little bit about some mistakes um, and how that was going to kind of connect to this. So uh, I know you might have some other things, but uh figured we'd circle back around to that. So uh, what are some things you've done to foster relationships with parents? Yeah, I do look forward to sharing kind of lessons learned from that, uh, that early blunder uh, with, with parent ministry. Um, but I say the first thing um, that I've done, and again, it, it came out of uh, a learning through, you know, kind of active and passive failure in this area was, was, was beginning to see and understand parents as allies and, and, and teammates and partners and, you know, any sort of positive term you can use to see parents in ministry. Yeah. Um, you know, when I arrived um, at, at my first kind of youth ministry, youth pastorate, I didn't actively think to myself, avoid the parents, keep away, you know, they're the problem. But when I think about how I functioned, um, it was at best that they were kind of neutral bystanders, um, you know, with a couple of exceptions of those parents who purposely invested, you know, and got involved. But, but I never saw, I didn't, I shouldn't say never, but early on, I didn't see them as, as crucial to our ministry. Right. And, 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 and you're looking back, you're like, how foolish is that? Right. But, and, and I've been so encouraged by what a lot of the other people have been saying on the podcast. And, and that's been very refreshing for me because we need that perspective as youth leaders, whether we are 21 or 71 in ministry, we need to remember that uh, it is it is grounded in our theology, and it is not only that, but it's just functionally a benefit um, that we have to see parents of the students we're serving, uh, not just as sort of this connection to our students, but they're vital to our ministry to them. Um, so some of the things that spill out of that are, as we do ministry, don't just see them as groups that need to be informed, but they need to be aware of what you're doing and to be involved in your ministry where it's appropriate. Um, and you need to realize that the more you know the entire family unit, um, the more you can benefit uh, little Billy or little Susie. You know, when you understand. Uh, uh, so the one some of the ways that I've, 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 I've quote unquote, encouraged parents or engaged parents has been, you know, making a, an effort to know not only the student and who their parents are, but the rest of the family. Um, who are the little brothers and sisters, especially who are not yet in the youth ministry? Um, and when you're walking around church, you know, buddying up with them, you know, saying what's up and high-fiving them or whatever. And, you know, those kind of things. So they're like, wow, he knows who I am. And I'm, you know, Billy's little brother or whatever. And, and really seeing the family and knowing their names and knowing what they're up to. And uh, and that takes work. You know, sometimes it takes work to figure out, you know, OK, who are so-and-so's parents? I see them with their mom a lot or I see them with their dad a lot or especially when certain family dynamics get tricky. But 
But while it takes work, the benefit is huge. I think it was Walt just recently on the podcast was talking about just like when you're when kids are being dropped off at events, like as the primary leader of your youth ministry, you need to. And that's where you ought to be uh, welcoming them into the building so that you can see parents. You can meet them at the door and say, hey, you know, love it when Joe's here. I'm so glad he's here tonight, you know, and and just giving them that kind of relational approach um, has been very helpful. Um, and, and you won't do that until you see them as crucial and important and vital to your ministry. Um, so the first thing is, is perspectival, um, is engaging them that way. And that, that, that begins to color how you inform them, how you ask questions of them, how you pursue them. Um, and I'd say another thing uh, that I believe has already been said, but I learned this um, in time, but how you communicate with parents is important. You know, youth leaders often get thrown under the bus as being disorganized and half-cocked. And I think that if we do the work of communicating well and clearly about what's going on in our ministry and are willing to be vulnerable by sharing some details, some outlines, some topics, if we if we want them to respect our ministry and if we want them to support our ministry and, and to trust us with, with their children, we have to show them that they're worthwhile, worthy of their trust. And that requires work. So, you know, any of you youth leaders who are a lot like me, who are a little bit naturally disorganized and a little bit, you're more happy to live in the spontaneous, you know, you need to commit to find someone to come alongside you who is very organized, who can take your lofty ideas and bring them to the ground and say, well, okay, if you're going to do that, here are the 10 things that are need to happen before you go spouting out your ideas to all the parents. Um, and, and I've been so super blessed with some very important um, volunteer and, you know, co-staff leaders who, who've been that role for me, who've, who've slowed me down, who've helped me prepare to communicate well to parents so that I didn't go out there and just, you know, put my foot in my mouth. So, uh, it's not a, it's it's not a slight on your leadership to have someone come alongside you and help you in any area of your ministry, but especially as it relates to dealing with parents, because it makes sense for a younger youth leader to be a little bit intimidated by parents, right? You know, you don't have kids yourself. Um, you know, you're you're young in life, and hey, you're you're humble. You get it. You realize, hey, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a role in those parents' life. And it could be that you need to partner with a couple of very key parents to help you bridge that gap and they can help you communicate to them. So you know, the overarching thing is, is this idea of parents are allies. They're important to our ministry. Um, and, and some are going to be easier to connect with than others. But the first thing is we can just pray that God would help our hearts to see them not as bystanders or just kind of taxi services to our events, but they are crucial because they know their kids better than we'll ever know them. Uh, they are a part of their kids' spiritual formation for good or for ill. And the more we know the family system, the more we know the parents, the more we can actually better serve not only the student, but also the family as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, that's all very good stuff. And I hope that, you know, as we've asked these questions repeatedly uh, to several youth workers, um, you know, around the United States, I hope that there are some young youth workers listening to this and are, are convinced of this reality because I know as you shared and as I know when I started youth ministry, I definitely avoided the parents um, and did not see them as allies. So I hope that uh, the Lord could use some of this uh, to, to really um, help stu- help youth workers start their ministry out this way, seeing parents as allies um, and just, you know, the, the fruit that would come from that I'm sure would be significant. So again, Michael, that's good stuff. That's right. That's right. And so to bring back to our, uh, my parent council mistake uh, in church number one, you know, uh, I showed up in St. Louis and had a desire to build, build out this team to try to do it right. And the, the way the church was structured, there was already this kind of team structure 
but when I arrived, the team, the youth nurture team at that church was really only in the past. It had been basically the, the youth pastor and a couple of elders that we get together every month. Um, and I wanted to build that out to include a representative group of parents um, who would meet together for prayer for the ministry, um, to bounce around new ideas, developmental ideas, um, to be kind of the, uh, the PR voice for the ministry. So they're out there talking to other parents about what's going on. They've got the inside scoop. They can talk about why things are happening. Um, they would be able to identify new families. Maybe they meet at church. So I've got six, eight, ten families that when they show up on Sunday mornings, they've got a radar for new families. So they're meeting them and they'll be able to say, hey, this is what's going on in our ministry to youth and families. So they were kind of this key outward voice. Um, and, uh, and and they were also a, a place of accountability for the ministry as well because they kind of represented, you know, we had homeschool parents, public school parents, Christian school parents from the different age groups and stuff. So anyway, we put we had the groundwork laid. I had a clear plan. And, and God was so gracious because during my time at that church, over time, that group of people, that group of men and women ended up becoming such a lifeline for me. Um, it got to the point where I was, uh, where, again, God was so gracious, got way through the meetings, open the meetings in prayer, occasionally had someone else close in prayer, you know, when I totally was, was you know, getting, getting in my own way. Um, by the time God had worked out uh, things at, at the second church, you know, I was able to give the chair of the team to a totally different person. Um, I became an informer to the team rather than the one who led everything. Uh, and we really had parents owning different roles. We spent considerable amount of time in prayer. We started off each meeting with a Devo led by different people. Um, and it became, there were some crucial changes we made in the ministry that I was going to go one way and that group deliberated and ended up making a, a similar change, but tweaked it and ended up being a real blessing um, that really helped uh, make those changes come about with much less um, kind of uh sticker shock, so to speak, whatever. I don't know. But um, so all this to say, um, I did learn from those first failures and that, that youth nurture team came about and we had families who were invested, who were eager to join us at the meetings, who spoke into things, who gave good positive and negative feedback for things and helped us develop um, our ministry in significant ways from changing from a 15 year old tradition of making a ski trip to adjusting it to an inner city mission trip. Um, and uh, every other year or so, and after a few years, the students and the team decided we're accomplishing so much through this inner city mission trip. Let's just keep doing that every year and not do the ski trip anymore. And it wasn't because we had anything wrong with ski trips, but it was like it, it went back to the vision for the ministry. What are we trying to accomplish and what are the best ways to accomplish it? And it seemed to the team um, that doing this other kind of event was bearing more fruit um, than the other. Uh, uh, and it was like it happened over the course of like six years where that adjustment went from a small change to a greater change. And it was crucial because it happened in, a, in the context of community with parents and students in the ministry. And the cool thing was they helped me identify other families who might need some some pastoral care. So that committee also identified, hey, uh, I heard that the, the Smiths are going through X, Y, and Z. You might want to reach out to them. So I could go get lunch with Mr. Smith and say, you know, uh, as far as he knew, I knew because I was a pastor, right? But I was able to reach out to families because that committee began to function as that ministry area. They began to identify things that, that were needed. So in numerous situations I was able to pursue pastorally. Um, one of the guys on that team suggested that I try to regularly meet together with dads for lunch, um, which I started doing. It wasn't as regular as I wanted, but that's something I heard somebody else say as well. It was a, you know, a huge benefit. Um, and, and I'd say we only did this a couple of times, but this is something that I've heard another youth leader do that, uh, that I really like. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe you'll have him on the podcast sometime, but there's a guy named Shane Whelan at Rivermont Church in Lynchburg. 
Uh, it's a great EPC church down there. He's got this cool thing he does, uh, and he calls it, they calls them pep talks, but it's pep for parents, engaging parents. Kind of corny, but it's beautiful. Um, so instead of just having parent meetings, uh, he, he builds into his parent meetings this moment where, where parents are able to engage one another um, in the different, diff, different challenges of, of kind of parenting teams and bringing them to the youth ministry. And, and this idea of more than just always me informing them or me ministering to them, but I began to see the vision and the beauty over the past probably five, six years of creating spaces for parents to look across at one another and realize parenting teenagers is hard. And I know that most of my life in parenting my kid is about I'm afraid and I'm anxious and I want them to do well and I want God's best for them and I just want to do the best. But I'm a broken sinner and I don't know how to do this. So there's been so much fruit to see them in a room together. You know, listening to someone create conversation and letting them have a roundtable discussion and praying with one another. And, and just the fruit that is born out of that is super encouraging. And again, it's a quote unquote program. But really, all you're doing is creating space for them to experience that together without having to answer all the questions and dot all the I's and cross all the T's. It's, it's about saying, hey, we're in this together. You need to be pastored and cared for. And I want to create space for that. So that's the type of thing that could happen quarterly. Uh, semesterly, you know, um, where you just say, hey, in the course of a ministry year, we need to find places for parents to, to come alongside each other in a very low-key setting. And you can create space for that, whether you're 21, again, or, or a parent yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah an excellent idea. Um, and, and I mean, just hopefully, you know, this, this will spark some ideas in some other youth workers' minds that if they aren't doing something like this, some kind of parent meeting or a youth committee or um, a you know, council committee like you had, um, to do something like this, uh, because it is vital. It is a, a partnership for sure. Um, and we know that, you know, God has given specific authority and responsibility to the parents. Uh, so we want to come alongside them um, as they're raising these these teens. So those are some some excellent ideas. Thanks, Michael. You bet. I want to make one more comment here. Um, Please do. And uh, you, can edit, you can edit this out if you don't want to. But with reference to that kind of parent council, youth nurture team kind of idea that has a representative group of parents, I just want to make sure that, again, each church will function different ways. And some churches have committees and, and some churches don't. But regardless of what your church does, I, I want the, the heart behind that group is less about telling the youth leader what to do, especially with younger youth leaders and churches, any pastors who are listening to this. Um, what your youth leader needs more than a group of people telling them what to do is one who will who will dialogue with him and support him or her um, as they're making plans to lead the ministry. Um, one of the one of the worst places for a youth leader to be um, is kind of on the island of leadership, where they're out there trying to make decisions on their own. And the church has called them, whether they're, again, a guy or a girl ordained or not, they've called them to lead the effort in ministry. But that doesn't mean they have to have all the answers. And what a church ought to be thinking is, how can we come alongside them to support them? And the best group of people to help a youth leader deliberate what they ought to be doing with the students is often uh, some sort of representative um, a parent who has very firm ideas about what the youth ministry ought to look like that are different from what the church or the youth leader wants to come and, and lobby their opinions and, and kind of get manipulative. That's not what I'm talking about at all, nor am I saying that a church ought to have a group of parents that act like a board of directors to tell the youth leader do X, Y, and Z. While some of that can certainly happen, uh, we, I did get good input, good ideas for things, from. But, but first and foremost, it was I can't do ministry by myself. I need a people to hold me accountable, to lead me, to shepherd the kid with me, to give me insight into their worlds from parents' perspective, uh, from the different communities, and, and to pray with these kids, for these kids, um, so that when we announce things and say, hey, the youth ministry is doing X, Y, or Z, it's not 
you know, the, the, the youth pastor Michael Hall's plan or, or it's, it's the youth nurture team has been praying and we're going to do X. Or the youth nurture team wants to invite you to this event, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, begins to speak into how this ministry is not just the youth pastor's ministry. It's the church's ministry to the next generation. And having some sort of parent group like that, um, if we believe that parents are so crucial, um, they are the ideal group of people, parents, some key volunteer leaders and staff to, to deliberate over the ministry month in, month out. So hopefully that nuance will help. I'm sorry I made this go a little bit longer, but I feel like that might be a helpful nuance to think. It's less about saying what to do and more about support, encouragement, uh, thoughtfulness, deliberation, um, all those kind of things. Now, that, that is very helpful. I'm glad you added that. Thanks a lot, Michael. You bet, John. 